Welcome to A Higher Future in Healthcare, a special series exploring a growing crisis in healthcare, hiring quality talent to deliver quality care. I'm Ubaldo Siminetti, your host, and I sit down with some of the industry's top voices in hiring and recruiting to dissect one of healthcare's biggest obstacles in the hopes of learning from each other and sharing that information to help us improve how and who we hire so that we can take better care of the communities and the people we serve. I am here with Mandy Jingris, right? Okay, <laughs> we were talking about that. I, I love names because my name is Ubaldo Sinignetti, but there's like 30 different ways to say it. So it's always I fun. I can appreciate that. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's great. So it's great to meet you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about 3Rnet. Thank you for, for the introduction. I love it. My name is Mandy Jingris, as you said. I am the Director of Education for 3Rnet. We are the Rural Recruitment and Retention Network. Um, long name, long title, but basically we are a nonprofit organization. We are a member association, so we are um, we are made up of member net, um, a network of members across the US, U.S. So we are nationwide. We have a member network in every single state that represents and supports the rural and underserved. Um, so we have really rural areas. We have underserved areas, we have urban underserved, right. uh, we're made up of, our members can be uh, primary care offices, they might be primary care associations, um, state offices of rural health, we have yeah. Indian Health Services are also members. Um, we're unique in every single state. Um, we run a job board that helps to connect, um, the network coordinators work to connect um, candidates who are um, healthcare professionals. They could be uh, physicians, they might be advanced practitioners, um, behavioral health specialists, nurses, any type of, of healthcare professional are, are candidates within our database. Um, but our network coordinators work to connect um, candidates that healthcare professionals that might be interested in working in underserved or rural areas across the U.S. and they work to connect those with facilities, the safety net. Uh, practices, which might be federally qualified health centers, they might be rural health clinics, critical access hospitals, hmm. um, community mental health centers, yeah. all types of nonprofit and underserved type facilities. Well, and, and I imagine uh, because of COVID, a lot of that, uh, there, there's a spotlight on the underserved, the underrepresented, because uh, just, just from some of the DEI work and conversations that we've had in the past, uh, you know, it's it's people don't see themselves sort of in represented in sort of the general healthcare, right? So you, there, there has to be some way, or, or there has to be this amazing network. It sounds like of people where, uh, for example, the black community, like they don't necessarily, you know, consider going to therapists who don't look like them because they don't. There's not a connection there necessarily. So have you seen? In the last couple of years, have you seen kind of an explosion in that type of, of access where more and more people are feeling more and more comfortable to seek help, whatever that means in terms of health? Exactly. Multi-layers. And definitely one of the things that we've seen typically coming out of, of COVID is more an awareness of, especially from candidates, of they want to, there's more purpose, they want more yeah. meaning in their work, yeah. so they are looking for organizations that are 
socially um, equitable, yeah. that are more diverse, and that, like you said, they want to work for a company where they see others that look like them right. or that might be able to culturally connect with them and have similarities. Um, it's not really something new in the workforce, but I think it's been heightened since COVID. It, sure. It's definitely more on the forefront. It's definitely something that's really driven um, by the younger generations, the Gen Zs, the, the millennials. They're, um, they're more consciously aware of bias in the workplace and um, in, in, with employers in general. So it's, it's definitely something that 3Rnet is um, focused on just like all other healthcare organizations across, across the country. But, and something that we really embed in our training and as we're out and talking with um, the different healthcare communities across the US is um, you, need to be, you need to have a diverse workforce to yeah. be competitive yeah, in today's um, work environment. So speaking of that and kind of going into healthcare and hiring, what do you see as the future of hiring in healthcare? I'll just throw that big question out there. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be good communication. You have to have yeah. really strong communication between your leadership and your staff and, and all employees. Everyone is included in that staff. Without that good communication, you're, you're not going to be successful. You have to have that communication. You have to um, be able to tailor the work to how your employees want to work. Everyone mm -hmm. sees happiness in different ways. Everyone sees diversity in different ways. Right. You, have to, you have to communicate with each other and find out what is it that makes this person happy? What, what satisfies them when they come to work every day? And what satisfies this person might not be the motivator, motivators for this particular employee. Right. So you have to have that open line of communication. You have to have leaders in place that understand that and that really work hard to find out what is what are the drivers, what are those motivators, and how can I satisfy, not me personally, I have, don't have to go out and do all of that, uh, all that work, but how can we as an organization meet everyone's individual specific needs to make sure that we're Diverse across across the generations, yeah. across the um, ethnicities and the cultures, all of that. Yeah, I, I think that's that's so important. And uh, you know, if, if anything, I think what we've learned over the last couple of years, particularly with you know the, the the temp workers, right in healthcare, I think you lose that mission driven passion, right, or that alignment mm -hmm. because you have so many people who are just you know, doing it for the money in a sense, because they were making what, three, four times what they could have made exactly. before COVID, for example. Um, and so, you know, how, because how, I know that there's a lot of hospitals and health systems that sort of maybe still feel stuck in that having to hire from that pool of candidates. How do you see healthcare kind of coming out of that, getting to your point of hiring people who are mission aligned, who maybe they're still temp workers, but but they're aligned with the company, right? They're aligned with the organization, and they want to be there. And you know, they're getting to know the teams they're working with, um, because again, you know, that communication. If you don't have that fundamental understanding of each other when you're going into surgery, that could cause issues to to care, right? I mean, it's, exactly. so, so how do you see that? Do you see a healthcare getting? there <laughs> it's it's definitely a challenge and i yeah. know a lot of hospitals it, it's something that they 
have to fight with every single day yeah. because they're, it, it's a Band-Aid fix. It, there is a shrinking pool of candidates to yeah. choose from, and a lot of candidates have gotten onto that, you know, the travel nurses, the locums physicians. Yeah. And it, it, yes, it can help you in the interim. It's really, really expensive. So, right. it, you know, like you said, it's going to triple the cost, but, you know, patients need to be seen and yeah. services have to be provided. And if, you know, recruitment doesn't happen overnight. Recruitment can take, you know, depending on who you're recruiting for and where you're recruiting, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can be recruiting for a physician for one to two years, sometimes longer if you're in a really remote rural area and you don't have this huge recruitment budget to, to help mm -hmm. you, you know, get out and find candidates. You know, sometimes you're forced to go with, with the locums. Mm -hmm. you, know, they're, you don't have a lot of other options. Um, so it, it can be a challenge. And you know, to see it through to the other side, I think you just have to, you have to keep at it. You have to stay at it. You have yeah. to unveil every stone and really make sure that your recruitment strategy is really robust. Yeah. You can't rely on your branding alone to draw candidates to come to you. You really do have to investigate mm -hmm. and really um, try new things within your recruitment strategies. Yeah. And you know, if it's worked for you in the past, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work into the future. You have to be willing and open to mm -hmm. investigate and try what uh, new things and new, run, uh, new technologies you might be able to use sure. to help you with that processing to get through. Um, that recruitment phase. Do you do you think um, there's kind of a maybe a lack of innovation currently in recruiting, and 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 what is that? What how, you know? What do we uh, um, attribute that to? Because we, we sort of talked about this a little bit, but mm -hmm. bandwidth and things. But what, what uh, how do recruiting teams and hiring teams get to that point? Uh, you know looking for the innovation? I think that there there are a lot of options out there and available to people. I yeah. think it really hones down to what your budget can afford, sure. but also being in the know. If you don't know about the innovations, you're never gonna try them. Yeah. Um, but I think that it takes networking to really understand and to be able to talk about um, what are the tools that ex exist and who's using what, what's working for you, and really kind of Collaborating with your with your partners and other organizations to find out what are they using to solve their their issues is it something that can help my team yeah. and really just getting the word out about the different innovations and new technologies that are available and AI and there's just so right. many there's so many things that are available and everybody's on their phones now everyone is mm -hmm. um, you know logged on and has access to these tools but if you don't know about them you obviously can't utilize them. Yeah, awareness is key, absolutely. Mm -hmm. what, do, is there a, a compliance aspect to all of this to, to healthcare hiring? It, because it, you know, it, it's, you, you train and certify people, right? And there's a lot of certification programs and I think you know, certifications are a critical part of the evaluation process for many roles in healthcare. Is there a compliance piece here that makes that, that impacts hiring in a way that we don't see in other industries? Well, certainly in healthcare, there's uh, a lot more certification, there's a lot more education and training yeah. and things that, uh, that go along with that for, for given reasons. 
but I think some of the biggest challenges are physician is is nationwide, but there are a lot of specialties within healthcare mm -hmm. that that certification process can look different state by state. Sure. So that creates a lot of challenges. That is something that is um, very uh, very common in behavioral health specialties. Mm. That a lot of um, certifications and licensure it's not reciprocal from state to state. Right. So that leads you know to um, a whole host of challenges along the way, um, but yeah, I, I certainly agree. There, there definitely can be a lot more um, hoops to have to to jump through in in the healthcare industry. Yeah, it just it just feels like there's so much stacked against a and lot of these HIPAA, recruiting and teams. There's dark right. Rules and there's right, there's right, a lot absolutely. of things. Yeah, and non competes have have become. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many different. Um, different facets of that and there's even with compensation um, mm -hmm. you know different states have different rules about um, pay transparency yeah right and right. there's just there's so many different um, players and and mm -hmm. things that affect recruitment in general yeah that's interesting do you see 3r net as being maybe like a feeder program because what what you all are doing is, is quite amazing right you're you're, you're finding these people who are mission-driven, you're training them, you're certifying them. Is there any aspect to your strategy where those people then move from kind of these underrepresented, underserved communities into kind of more, more standard hospital health systems? You know, is, is there a path there that you see? Well, hopefully one of our, our guiding principles is recruiting for retention. Sure. So our um, our philosophy is teaching facilities to recruit for the long term, mm -hmm. to um, it, it have um, mindful recruiting where you are planting those seeds and hopefully, because recruiting, one, is expensive and it's very time consuming. Yes. <laughs> it can take a really long time for a rural area to recruit a physician um, to their, their community. And they're really well needed right. in that community. Right. And it, it really impacts the community if a physician is to leave that organization or to go to a, a more urban area or a larger hospital system. Yeah. So it really makes a huge impact. So one of the things that we really try to instill and really um, kind of complete our message is that you need to hire for or, or make all attempts to hire for that long term. Sure. So really invest in that onboarding process. Make sure you have a really well-rooted recruitment plan mm -hmm. um, so that when you do find a, a physician that can come into your community, you work really hard to get them instilled and fostered into the community yeah. so that they feel that sense of belonging. And if you're hiring a J1 candidate, that you're really working hard to make sure that they feel welcomed into your community yeah. um, and that you're helping them to find the resources and um connect with the community so that they can, um, you know, their family is satisfied in their community. Their spouse um, is able to make friends and connect in the community to help them feel that sense of belonging that they'll want to stay Absolutely. in your community. So Absolutely. that's one of the things that we really kind of strive for. Yeah, no, that's great. Are there, are there aspects of your um, program that focus on burnout and mental health? As Absolutely. Because well. I imagine that work. Absolutely, can because be that all plays in. So, retention yeah. strategies is huge. And yeah. that's part of that 
not just thinking about it as an afterthought after you bring someone on, but in the beginning process, retention should be built right into your recruitment plan. Yeah. You need to have a budget for retention and you need satisfaction surveys, stay interviews, and mm -hmm. it doesn't just happen once a year. You have to have reg regular communication, yeah. regular touch-ins to make sure that you know, your new staff that you bring in, are their expectations um, being met? Are their needs mm -hmm. being met? Is there anything that they're not finding that they're, that they're looking for? You need to kind of think three steps ahead right. and never take for granted that um, just because someone is here today doesn't mean that they're thinking, you know, their five-year plan might be they want to be somewhere else. Absolutely. So you always have to know what their goals are and make sure that you can align with their goals. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Mandy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for the insight, and we'll we'll share information about Three R Net uh, along with great, great. along with this episode. So, thank you very much. Any last words of wisdom? <laughs> well, thank you for your time. It's definitely yeah. a pleasure, and um, diversity. I, I, it's definitely um, on the forefront. It's um, something that everyone has to pay attention to. So, it's it's a great topic to. Um, to be focusing on and interviewing, so I appreciate that you um, invited me to share my thoughts on it today, and it's been yeah. a pleasure meeting you. You too, thank you so much. A Higher Future in Healthcare is a production of IIA Healthcare, a technology organization powered by the Interview IA interview platform designed to help healthcare organizations hire better. Learn more at www.iiahealthcare.com and in collaboration with AAPPR, the Association for Advancing Physician and Provider Recruitment, the leading authority on physician and provider recruitment and retention. Learn more at www.aappr.org.